Hi, my name is Ryan Master. Welcome to the Fueled Podcast First Edition. <laughs> I'm sitting here in Wellington, the freezing cold conference room in the back of the Fueled Collective with Ramit Chavla, co-founder at Fueled and Fueled Collective. Here's a big beer. Thanks, <laughs> Ryan. Take it away, Ramit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go get some coffee. I'll be back later. <laughs> so you, you said this was 30 minutes? So yeah, we're, 30. so we're doing 30 minutes. This is Courtney Boyd-Myers. I'll be uh, here interviewing Ryan and Ramit Shala today. How much of the 30 minutes can just be me singing? <laughs> Five. Okay. The question today is, if you had $100,000 to invest in technology, what would you invest in and why? And we want to kind of go over investing in tech IPOs, companies that are pre-IPO. What do we think of crowdfunding? What do we think of Angelus syndicates? And, of course, Bitcoin, which just seems to be on everyone's news blog today. So wait, didn't Bitcoin go from like 450 to 700 in a day? Yeah, and then as soon as China woke up, they all realized they were millionaires and, and liquidated everything. No, it dropped to like back to four something, and it's been bouncing uh, around. Because all the articles came out like, oh, Bitcoin hit 700, and no one really talked about Only for how, five seconds. Yeah, how in the same day it also hit 400, so it's just this crazy volatile stock. More than anything else. And then we looked up, what we do, we, we looked up the Winklevi. Yeah, they have um, 55 million in Bitcoin. Do you know that if you have someone's address, you can find out how, many, how much money they have? How? That it's just, it's an open system. It's like torrents. Like, think of it as like torrents. We're talking like, about Bitcoins, how much Bitcoin money they have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, can, you can see how, like, the center that you're saying, you can see but you how much. Right. So if you own Bitcoins and you don't want it to be revealed, you just, like, register it to an obscure address. Either an obscure, uh, yeah, but if you get paid to that address and they know it's yours. Food. And then you could just find that out. Be, and then that address becomes public. Or you get paid to an address that you just don't keep anything in and you just send it somewhere else. And like that's What I'm saying is a loophole and these guys didn't use it. So we could see they have $55 million in Bitcoin. But don't they want people and they to know that anyway it. since and they're they, trying to promote Bitcoin? Well, that's really interesting. So you know how today it's kind of rude to ask, how, Ryan, how much money do you have in savings? But $25. It's, but it's kind of okay to ask, Ryan, how much have you bought in Bitcoin because it's quite trendy. Zero dollars. No, but I mean, you could equate that to a stock. How much do you have, uh, how much do you buy of, you know, Twitter? Right. For me, how much Bitcoin do you have? Zero. Yeah. You, it's still unclear to me how to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, it's... Is well, that why? It's a barrier to entry is too high? No! You know what I do? <laughs> you no. figure it out in 30 seconds. No. <laughs> so neither of you are invested in Bitcoin. We have coins that are in the office. Well, They're all invested in Bitcoin. It's too volatile right now. Okay. I mean, these guys... But the trend is still up and to the right. Now, yeah. the whole principle is like, don't buy at a high. And so if it was crazy before... But isn't there that story of the guy who shorted Bitcoin at $4 and lost his shirt when it went to 30 I mean, it kind of feels like, you know, do we, do you, did you buy in Twitter when it went IPO the other day? No, I think Twitter... But the thing, with, hold on, the thing with those IPOs is the, the graph that you had pulled up, which is on a national article. Um, <laughs> so first of all, it's already suspect. First is um, on Business Insider syndicated. Oh, I shouldn't say that because <laughs> Nashville is shooting something here. But we love Nashville. Um... <laughs> I write for them. Okay, uh, can you get rich by investing a thousand dollars during an internet IPO? But is that the IPO number that like banks got to invest at, or like institutional investors, or is that the number that like you could buy it on the stock market with? Because like when you see Twitter IPOing at what was the number? Thirty-five. No. Right. Could any like person of the like any member of the public actually buy it at thirty-five the day it came out? Well, if they put in yes. an order and it didn't spike, normally it spikes ten percent immediately, or like before the market's even open. No, but then it also might drop and then come right back up and settle 10%. So that might have gotten executed. That was that that just today? Today it's at 41.7. What did it open at? Just click on the graph. You know what people listening to podcasts love is just where there's complete silence by someone clicks around on a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most entertaining part of it. So did it open at 39, it looks like? Go to the bathroom now if you've got to go. Um, We're just going to... 41. 
opened up at 41. I get I hit the market at 41. Okay. What is this? Right, so you could only have bought it at 41, but according to this article, which was written after the Twitter launch, so it's not in here. <laughs> okay, so neither of you bought Twitter. Did either of you buy Facebook? Mm-hmm. Rumi bought a bunch of Facebook, but only after the IPO, like after it crashed. Okay. But, yeah. What like, did you buy at? 17 or something. Okay. So if you had $100,000 to invest today, would you have put money into Twitter? No. No. Why? Is it? I think Twitter's a dying platform. I don't is there anywhere? Is there a technology? Is there a technology stock that no, you would invest your hundred k into today? Maybe I'll have to think about that. But let's talk about Twitter for a second. Why is it a dying platform? Well, I mean, would you put hundred k in Twitter? No. If you were forced to invest hundred k right now, yeah, no. would I, you put I, like I five, five, five grand? Would you put like five percent of it? Sure, to diversify. Just, but, but I think in the short term it still might go up. I think long term and medium term it's a so bad you, play. So you would put money into it just to play the market, just for the fun, short term. You're saying not. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why it's like playing the market. It's just like thinking about where the market's going right now. Well, I mean, what do you think about Twitter? you think it's going to do well as a company? You're going to make money? Here's where I'm like sort of turn, torn is I don't really know who's using Twitter. It's basically when you have a Facebook post that you don't want to like put on your Facebook feed or it's like just a random thought. At least that's how I use it. Or like when you like publish an article, you post it there, or you retweet something somebody says. But you just but how often do, do so? Like, uh, is it, I don't know. I don't. I don't no, know. No, hold on. I'm really tweeting a lot. Well, there's, so there's a bunch of people that randomly tweet. It's a question of where is it going? Like who's actually consuming that? No one. I feel like in this space. I feel like it's screaming in this space. So I tweet when someone's launching a product and like, hey, can you support? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to support you. Sure, I'll tweet it out. And I feel like I'm not supporting them at all. But yeah, like as opposed to putting it on my it's Facebook like, feed where there actually support. is engagement. Right, and, you know? and it's more... It's, it's, it's token support. support. It's token support. Yeah. So I mean, what, what's that application that you were talking about earlier? Like donate your tweets? Thunderclap. Thunderclap. Oh, I'll sign up for Thunderclap. Sounds Whatever. Like really bad venereal. It's like the worst <laughs> kind of chlamydia. Thunderclap. Thunderclap. Yeah, that's good, actually. Well, I mean, news organizations who are putting out, like, tons of stories every day use Twitter over Facebook. Because Facebook, you seem to have to be more selective in what you post, right? Which is but why you have more engagement. Well, that's the whole thing is well, you're, you're only selective being more selective because, because you have engagement. Because it's consequential because somebody's actually reading the <laughs> shit that you post. Right. Whereas on Twitter, you're like, fuck it, no one will see this. Okay, so that's why you didn't invest. Yeah. It's an, okay. I agree. I didn't invest. No, I, mean, I, I think I think there's there's some platforms that are going to gain traction and be relevant in the future and are going to reinvent themselves. And there's like a widespread of use for them. And I think Facebook's one of them. And I think they're just their whole thing is like they're connecting the world in a way. And uh, like Google's organizing information. Yeah. Yeah. And so like there's there's value there. There's value to be made. There's there's and they they basically understand there's certain formulas to be made on the internet in terms of social networking and amount of eyeballs and stuff like that. And they're going to monetize that. In the future, right? Advertisers are going to want to do something there. With Twitter, I feel like it's, you know, with a lot of platforms, there's a trend in technology. It peaks, it'll hang out for a bit at that peak, and it'll slowly start to die off, right? It just has a life cycle. In a business, if you can't make money while you're at the height, something's fundamentally wrong, yeah. right? I would say they're one of their peaks, right? At least a, uh, an elementary peak right now in their business, like ton of users and all that stuff. If they're not printing money at this point where every single person knows their name and they're not making money, there's something fundamentally wrong, right? I think with Facebook, they're, they are producing a lot of revenue, but of course they're like doing a lot of investment and stuff too. But if they wanted to turn it on, they could turn it on a lot more than they are. They're just electing to hold back because of the connotations with making money on social <laughs> social media products, which is... So another thing is, um, like, Twitter's notoriously had trouble gaining traction with a younger audience. Like, if you look at their, like, where they come from historically, it's, like, kind of news-oriented, a lot of, like, 
like kind of serious discussions and adults. And then nowadays, a lot of their traction within a younger generation comes from celebrities being on the platform. Facebook is not celebrity dependent at all. I think I've seen a trend where a lot of like the youth has avoided Facebook because their parents are on Facebook and they've moved to other platforms. One of them being Twitter, but I'm to not get saying, away from their parents. It's just like to no, be on another platform. And like Instagram is the one that's kind of winning that one out. I don't know. I haven't seen any statistics Facebook. supporting like Twitter be doing really strong with millennials or with kind of like the 13, you know, late teens, early 20s crowd. And getting back to that, that comment about celebrities, like the, the fact that they're reliant on like this tier of people who go where it's trendy. Like, imagine a nightclub, you know, you're, it's, like, reliant on celebrities that go, suddenly they stop coming and the whole thing just collapses. Right. And you're selling cut-rate bottles on that app we're building, bottle. Right? Yeah. Groupon for, you know, hotels tonight for, for bottle service. Right. But... But anyway, no, but I mean, so Twitter still has like the value of you know connecting with brands and people that want to complain about it. It's like, oh, like I tweeted. Or, Great, a social network for complaining about brands that's going to be super successful, Rumi. But like, if it's if it's like as soon as I didn't say Twitter was going to be successful, actually, I, I didn't even put five grand. You just lost five grand. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 I'm going to sell. Really you put soon. five grand on Twitter. No, in our hypothetical, hypothetical oh, 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 oh. 100K, he put... Okay. I appreciate your concern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Ryan, you're about to lose five grand. Now, you're, now between your your rent, your lawsuit of your $45 savings account is going to be drained. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that, like, those celebrities disappear, a few celebrities disappear, and, like, the whole network's done. Like, you, you lose Justin Bieber, and who else is a celebrity these days? Those people. Kim Kardashian. You lose Kim Kardashian and, and like Miley Cyrus. Sure. She tweet? No, I'm Katie not Perry yeah. tweets a lot. Ramit's oddly fascinated with. Do you Miley know what Katie Perry's kitty's name? Kitty Purry. Cute. <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke or like a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Um, what about Shutterstock? <laughs> She's not telling me right now. <laughs> what about Shutterstock? That's a company that I was thinking, okay, they've gone public. Love the founding team. I, love what they're I'm doing. bullish on them. And, yeah. And here's why. They sell, they have a really high margin on their product, but, and, and there are, there's also a ton of competition in terms of, of like stock photography and image and stuff, but it's not so much more expensive that it's worth changing. And if the photos are good, well organized, they have some innovative tools for organizing them and finding different photos of different color sets, and they're just going to continue to roll out their suite of tools, and that'll help in, integrate them into the digital design world. Their margin's great, and their product's still not that expensive. So it'd be really hard for someone to come in and be disruptive unless they're just giving away the images for free. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the one of the problems with the way consumers look at stocks is they assume, oh, if the company is going to do well, the stock's going to go up. It's not necessarily true. So no matter what Shutterstock does, if it's already priced into the stock, it'll just stay the same. It's only if they fuck up, it'll go down. Or if something happens that the market didn't expect, it'll go up. Right, but I don't think that the market has taken into account how innovative they're going to be in the design world. Like, I could even see them pivoting into things like creating a competitor of Photoshop or really trying to take down that sort of product suite. But I don't think they'd be the leader in that product suite. Why? They're known for just... No, they're, not, they're also creating a bunch of tools now to help designers, like, throw images into sites and design sites. Yeah, I guess it's a limited suite now, but, like, it could grow to but all I sorts of places. There's, like, thousands of people doing that. No one wishes making money. No one wishes making money even close to the people like Adobe. Not saying that Adobe's not going to get disrupted in the future. They will. But I don't think Shutterstock's going to be a player. I wouldn't necessarily put money in it because I don't think the market's pricing it wrong. Like, they price all their earnings in, so all the money that they're making with the margins in right now. So the question is, there is there that big of a gap between what the 
market expects them to do, which they expect them to grow, you know, 8% a year. And even if they have certain products that come out, like it's not necessarily going to affect it. I'm going to invest my 100K in Shutterstock just to spite, just to spite you. Yeah. All right. So you guys both I have $100,000 left over. We've moved now from Bitcoin no, to... No, I already lost my 100Ks in Shutterstock. 100Ks in Shutterstock. Okay. So thinking about startups that are pre-IPO. Wait, this not- is just hypothetical, right? Like you didn't just deduct. 100K. If you want your 100K back, you can have it For back. My, so now my bank account balance you is had negative 996. <laughs> now you have 95,000 because you did put five into Twitter. That was oh, confirmed, shit. right? Okay. So pre-IPO companies, you know, we're looking Someone today. Someone writing this down so that we can like check in six months how much money you made versus for me. Better than writing it down. For me, it only has 100K where they haven't invested anything. No, writing it down would be better because finding in the middle of this recording is going to be tough. You have to listen to it over and over again. I apologize. Fourteen minutes in, people out there doing just that. Yeah, we're running it down. (laughs) Thinking about pre-IPO startups, Mm -hmm. who are like, what are five startups right now that you would love to invest in? Granted, you only have a hundred (laughs) k. Well, like, let's say it's on the hour market, so you can allocate it however you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. According to Mattermark, which ranks startups based on a number of things we don't know, <laughs> the top five they have are SoundCloud, Squarespace, Dropcam, yeah, Drop Eventbrite, and Lightspeed Retail. No one knows what Dropcam is. They're all looking at us. Dropcam is a little hardware device that goes onto your computer. It's Wi-Fi video monitoring. Wait, is Dropcam the thing that's, at our, that's what's in front of the office there? It looks like what's on Dropcam.com. Are you guys video at the office all day? No. So, yeah. Someone installed like that video camera by the front door. That's a secret. Okay. No, it's very Not conspicuous. Anymore. And then underneath that is Field Collective's own Ticket Fly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Spot Hero, 23andMe, Real Match, Silver Car, Kickstarter, and Every Move. Oh, I would go with um, the Kickstarter competitor. Indiegogo? Indiegogo? What do they value that? I like Indiegogo. Why? Because Kickstarter is weird. Why do you like Indiegogo over Kickstarter? They have all these weird rules. Like, you know August? Is it August? Yeah. The lock thing? Okay, so... Are they on Kickstarter? Indiegogo's raised 16 and a half. I don't see their valuation here. Well, no, it's fine. You can just rule of thumb. So 15 in the last rounds, they're worth like 50 million bucks. So my, my 20 grand isn't going to get me 30 grand if I was selecting three companies. It's going to really get me too far. I think Kickstarter has this like kind of elitist feel to it. And not August. August might have been on Kickstarter. But what's the other one that's like a motion sensor in your not apartment? No. no. No, Nest is temperature. This is like, it's just... A, no, Nest also has motion sensors. Cool. The new one? Yeah. Cool. So it's, um, no, it's just this tower. And it just sits, you just put it anywhere, it just looks like a white tower, and it's basically a security system for your house. No? I don't Nothing? know what you're talking about. And like, it has smoke detection, and you could just check on it just to see what's going on, like, is anyone there? Like, da, 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 da. So, I thought that was very innovative. Canary. What? Canary. Yeah, Canary. So they, they couldn't get on Kickstarter. That's it. Why couldn't they get on Kickstarter? Because it wasn't necessarily design-related, is what was the excuse? Was it? Like, it's very, it's an industrial design piece. It's designed gorgeously. I feel like it's a wait, how, how, wait, sorry. How would uh, Pebble Watch be allowed on Kickstarter but not Canary? I know. What's the difference? That's what I'm saying. Are you sure you're not just misinformed? Check. No, I mean, there's a lot of stories of people not getting onto Kickstarter when yeah. other pro- similar projects have. Yeah. Kickstarter's a lot about, like, who you know on the team, who lets you in, what, how sexy your video is. Yeah, I know. More naked girls. Yes. Agreed. It is slightly... Yeah, it's weird. So, I would put a little money in, in pre-IPO. Indiegogo. Indiegogo, yeah. I mean, unless Kickstarter, like, really changes its game. What's Kickstarter value at? 50 million investment compared to... 50 million valuation. You know what I like about... Radio or podcasts or videos, you can pick your nose while you're doing it. 
and no one knows. So they've raised 10, and that was back in 2001. Oh, sorry, 2011. Okay, so they, back then they were worth 30 to 40 million, and now, yeah, probably 80 to 90. Sure. Maybe 100. They've blown up since Maybe even more than that. Okay, so I'm getting at a discount. Oh, I'm getting an Indiegogo at a discount. So right now they're worth like 50. 50? So we got five more minutes, guys. So let's think seriously. Oh, what are your let's try top five? Stretch this fucker out. <laughs> <laughs> so Indiegogo. This is where I sing. You said I get five minutes for singing. Dan, the so outro. The, the Ryan Master outro. Stop, and then you can sing all you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. But so yeah, I would. Go, I would go with. I think Indiegogo is one company I'd probably put some money into. Show me the list again. What about you? Anyone? I definitely would not invest in Eventbrite. I see Splash that. Like it's such a young platform and. It doesn't have nearly the fully fleshed out feature set that Eventbrite does, but it's just such a better experience. I was like, despite all of its shortcomings, I was like already switched over yeah. to Splash That. Like, I'm so excited to just not use Eventbrite. I love Eventbrite. I love the guys there. But I just think the, the product is weak. And, and Ben's great. Yeah. And Ben. So, like, why not give Ben some money? So you raise what? Like, one? I would... I would to- Small, yeah. Yeah, Splash That's doing some That's really good. smart stuff. I'm, That's a good one. I'm totally in... I would, yeah. But I, I don't have any money left, so it's more like I'm just cheering for them. What'd you do with all your money? I just put five in a Twitter and 95 in the... Shutterstock? S- a spite investment. <laughs> yeah, so you would sue the guy. Just the spite. Would I, would, I'm going to counter sue? No, I'm just saying you would, out of spite, sue someone. I'm potentially involved in a small Airbnb dispute. Would you invest in Airbnb? It's probably overvalued at this point. Okay. It's incredibly overvalued, and I'm super disappointed in their technology. It's a joke. Like it's uh, just their recent app. Is no, great. their new app is much better than their old app. Their old app sucks. Their website's still weak. Even the new app, like the, it's just. I, I think there's a lot of things that just don't. You can get sell some of your shop stock. Oh All yeah, right. I'll um, buy some. I've really wanted to buy it anyway. Okay, mm-hmm. how much you sell? All of it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy 50k of it. Uh, okay, 50k of Shutterstock. Yeah, so now you've got. Ryan's really good at playing the market. <laughs> all of it. Did it move? All of it. Um, is there a fee? Whatever. It's worth, it's worth the hassle. Um, yeah. So I would short Airbnb because I think I think something can come in and disrupt it. It's also starting to like lose its luster a little bit. Like it, it used to be. Like Field actually hired somebody that we met off of Airbnb. It was a tight knit community of like cool people that were trying something out, and now the community's moved that's a always, lot. It's always like that. Right? Always so any like new thing. Yeah, yeah. The community's community. moved a lot towards just like people who are too cheap to get a hotel room. Right. Um, it's just like a completely different kind of. Or person. people are too wealthy to get so, an apartment. I don't know. Oh, because they travel around the world, live out of Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I think I think there's I think there's room for disruption on like a like a premium version. I'd also like to see one where like you accumulate some sort of like points and can do some trading and like stay like more like a network to stay at other people's places, more bartery. I don't know. I think there's like couch surfing. Not quite though. <laughs> Just kidding. Couch surfing's like too hippie. It's like too far. <laughs> the couch surfing IPO never really was a thing, was it? <laughs> Wonder what market they'd float on. Um, or whose couch? <laughs> Dad jokes here all day. Courtney Meyer. Courtney Meyer. He's here all day. I, I don't know. I'd like to see. I think. I think Airbnb makes such a killing. Their margins so high. The fees they charge, yeah. while not unfair, are still really high. 
I think there's there's a lot of room for for improvement. I think some of it's just like below, like someone else, someone younger and fresher can come in and just rebuild it, learning all the lessons that Airbnb has already learned and have a more compelling product. But again, I mean, the network effect is pretty well established with Airbnb, so it definitely wouldn't be a trivial undertaking. What about WhatsApp? Would you invest in that? No. Snapchat? No, absolutely not. Snapchat's a fun combo. Wait, can you tell me what you think on Snapchat? Do, do you know I don't get Snapchat. Do you know how much they got offered? Yeah, three to five billion. billion. Would you take it? Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you understand the rationale of not taking it? Yeah, they wanted to have a nice re- article written about them about how they one time could have had three to five billion <laughs> and now have nothing because everyone realized it was part of the product. I don't get. I think it's the same. I equate it as like a worse version of Twitter in the sense that it's even more limited and it's, niche. Yeah, it's more limited, like, more niche, yeah. and more trending. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's like, more it's hyped. Like that, that's it's more even more hyped than Twitter. So like that cycle that I described before with Twitter, kind of like oh. Grow, that like that valuation is just it's because just there happens to be a couple companies that feel that their like mobile and social yeah. presence is Isn't weaker good. than it should be. It should be. So this is like a way to accelerate it and yeah. grab a whole base of users. And they would probably, like, if Facebook bought them, they would actually be able to do something with Maybe. those users, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I'm still impressed at how Facebook has managed to actually do something. So I have a little bit of insight. With, do you share? Wait, all right, fine. I'll just stop talking. Go. <laughs> so the insight is he, he truly, what's his name, Ian? So guy's name, Ian. I think his name's Ian. So he um he truly believes that this like no joke is the future of how people will communicate. Dick like, pics are the new emoticons. Yeah, ever the room just like, like, yeah. Um, and, and 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 I mean he whatever his product roadmap is, it's surrounding on. Uh, it's just how how this is the future of communication in general. Like people are going to be communicating via their, via his platform, and that's it. I think it's and it's like so the same again brainwash thing of like oh yeah well I'm going to be communicating what I'm doing via tweets you know it's that same kind of like oh I think this is going to be the next thing and he compares himself to Facebook and Twitter he's like you know they were able to do it get an offer say no and then like build something larger than the offer it's like but don't compare yourself to the like well are they building something completely different like are they going to leverage this into a completely new network or do they see their product as sufficient. Like in its current state. No, I, I think I think what they're going to turn it into, or the only features they're going to change, are as it relates to communication between. People. Like that's what they're they're fit in terms of like what where they're going is. Why would I Snapchat someone instead of just texting? It doesn't make sense. So we're not investing in Snapchat. No, actually, we we are sort of because we're going to short the shit out of it. Okay. So if they're worth three point five. Really? No, you get more money when you short. You can you can do stuff with it. Right. No, what I'm saying you're, you're selling up. now. Right. I just sold a bunch of stock. I'll take that money yeah, that I right. got. <laughs> invest it elsewhere. Yeah. If there were three to five billion plus, hell yeah, I'll short a bunch of their stock. All right, so now we know what Ruby did with the rest of his money, and I, <laughs> I have fifty k that I got back. No, from, I got more. Oh, because you snapped what? I sold stock. How much did you sell? Oh, so you sold fifty. So I have how more much, money now. How much risk did you take, basically? I shorted a hundred k. How much would you actually short right now if there was a way to short it? Great question. With, like, real money? Yeah, yeah. 25 to 50. 25 to 50. Yeah. Okay. I would. I'll jump on with, like, five grand. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I, I would definitely short their stock. Right. At, like, a $4 billion valuation? Yeah. A five. How about a five? The thing is, like, whatever you invest... The thing is, the short, your upsides are, like, not that great. Well, no, it's a zero. No, because you can double. only... You can only... Yeah, you only get your money back. You can only double your money. You can only double your money max. But really just under doubling your money. <laughs> you can just sell it for something, like, a dollar. Anyways, all right, guys. All right, thanks so much, Ryan or me. Good podcast. Live from Fuel Collective in New York City, America.
The Wellington Room. <laughs>